Hello and welcome to that film studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. Disney Plus Day has delivered us an assortment of announcements and first looks and trailers. The Predator prequel has a name and a shiny new logo. Garfield gets a new voice. And Dan Aykroyd is heading to the great outdoors again. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers faces a major change. How I Met Your Father finds its narrator. And The Boys gives us their take on the Scarlet Witch. Before all of that, let's start with trailer talk. What do we have? What do we have first? Well, before we get into that, Disney Plus Day is a thing. We've had Disney Plus for a couple (laughs) of years now. And... We had it last year, so I guess it is a thing. Well, well, we did. We got made aware of new content that was coming last year. Whereas, you know, we've had the second year of Disney Plus, a lot more impressive original content compared to what we'd had previously. And we'll get into what's coming soon next. But this was a day of celebration for me. It was a really big day. There was so much to enjoy. And there was a movie in particular and we will get to trailer talk, a movie in particular that I was so happy to sit down with my kids and watch, Enchanted. Two years we've had Disney Plus and no Enchanted. It's taken them so long <laughs> to add it to the streaming service. That, that, is, that is weird. That is weird that it's like, I don't know, for whatever reason. Is there a reason why it was? I have no idea. There? I mean, it is a... Disney movie is that I mean we will talk we will talk about obviously the sequel as part of our, our of movie news coming up. But it, it it is weird that as part of their Disney Plus Day it was like Enchanted, you know that old Disney movie? I say old, like what is it, like 10, 15 years old now or something? About that, like, yeah. You can you can watch that on Disney Plus. That's like, okay. Just okay, that's cool. <laughs> like I don't know. Honestly, it was just But the thing though, right? So the original shorts, you know, we had um, the Simpsons plus anniversary. Goofy drinking beer, I guess that's okay. No Mickey Mouse, so <laughs> all right then. <laughs> I noticed as well the guest list to most having Bluey. <laughs> you know, the blue Australian dog. She was on there, but that's okay. A few other shorts, uh, Ciao Alberto. So I really did go through and watch the new content, but Enchanted was the thing I was most looking forward to. And yeah, on Disney Plus Day, <laughs> that's what me and my girls sat down and watched. All this new stuff, we had, you know, like the 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 Jeff Goldblum, you know, showed the um, you know Sweet Home Alone, whatever it's <laughs> Home Sweet Home Alone, whatever it's called, and you wanted to watch the that old movie from like fifteen years ago, absolutely, <laughs> or whatever, ten years. It is cool. It's a good movie. <laughs> hey, it's, it's it is. One, I remember enjoying it. It's good, and it's one that we just not yeah. got around seeing. Hey, like unlike you, I've got little girls. So this starts. This is the film that starts off as like traditional style Disney animation, and yeah, then it comes really, to life. You know what? What are we? What are we doing? Well, you're right. This is an old <laughs> movie. The point of this podcast <laughs> is new things. But yes, that was what I was most excited you know what? about. Whatever you, whatever you were going to recommend later on, we get to it. Just scrap it, recommend, <laughs> just just so we can keep talking about Enchanted. I, I love it. It's, great. it's, a, it's <laughs> a bonus recommend. But trailer talk. We've got one trailer to talk about, or one trailer as part of Disney Plus Day, and that is Baymax. 
I didn't even know this was going to be a thing. We'd had the Big Hero 6 movie, then the 2D animated TV series, where this looks more like the film, only it's Baymax without those other characters, and it looks more like a comedy, and it looks a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we we were told about this, you know, I think it must have been last year's Disney Plus Day, where they, you know, they threw out a whole bunch of logos. You know, that's where we first found out about like Lightyear and, you know, all these, the assortment of Marvel shows and stuff like that. Um, and Baymax was one of the ones on there. And I was like, oh, I'm interested. What, what's that all about? Um, and yet what this trailer is essentially like, it's just, it's like a clip. It's more like a clip. It is a clip. It's a clip. A few clips. But it's, but it's cute. It's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the scene with like uh, the coffee, he's making coffee, he's working at the coffee ship, coffee shop for the, um, I think she's the the aunt of Hero. Um, like, it's cute, it's fun. And, you know, I really like Big Hero 6. I don't know if I want to just watch a thing about Baymax, though. I mean, I think I just want more Big Hero 6. I want to see the kids doing their superhero stuff. You know, I want... All this, I want Hero back, and you know, Did like you Honey Lemon. I what I watched a few episodes. I it was enjoying it, but I think you know it's two D, and but I guess that's what that's what that is. So I suppose I can't really complain. This is, oh, just that was the point I was going to make. But you yeah, rubbish yeah. about the animation style. Well, no, I, I don't know. I think I just want a Big Hero Six too, or Big Hero Six, whatever they're going to call it. I think Big Hero this... Seven. I think this looks fun it's different to the other thing more of a comedy weekly show looks good oh yeah yeah and look I mean I I think the last like Disney animated film turned into a show kind of like big thing was you know that Monsters Inc sort of Monsters at Work and I really enjoyed that was that finished? that did come to a finish yes Came to an end. And um, yeah. yeah, they do something creative with the last episode, but I won't say what okay. exactly. Well, but... yeah, I'm, I'm a few episodes behind. I was watching it with my youngest, but she lost interest a little bit. She was too busy watching old episodes of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's what we're watching. Ages. Yeah, all this old content. That's it. Um, but yeah, just for you, just you sit down and watch it. It's fun. It's cute. No. Okay, <laughs> it's my honest answer. I'll, um, when she gets around to it, we'll watch it together. Fine. Um, I guess the other the other movie trailer we've got here to talk about is Eight Bit Christmas. Uh, this trailer presents a Nintendo themed holiday adventure starring Neil Patrick Harris. Um, I guess his role, from what I've seen of this, like his role is more like a narrator as such. Like he's telling a story. Like he's still he's there in the movie not just the voice, but he is telling the story. And it basically is a movie about a bunch of kids and, you know, all they want for Christmas is a Nintendo entertainment system. And look, you sent me like the poster and the link. I think you sent me the link to the trailer or something. I did. I just looked at the the poster and I was like, nah, look, it looks fun. Cool. 8-bit. I don't know. Sounds all right. Whatever. Then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh my God, this looks like a bag of fun. Like, (laughs) Talking festivities, you know, Christmas movie, I'm all for it. Neil Patrick Harris, always having a good time with him. But a movie about kids just wanting a Nintendo. I mean, this is a, I mean, it's not a thing that happens now because, you know, I'm an adult with money. I can just buy things. But 
and this was obviously before my time as well. Like I wasn't old enough to be, you know, purchasing an, an antenna entertainment system in the in the late eighties or anything like that because I wasn't born yet. But I mean, what a cool story! What a cool kind of um, era of these kids' lives to sort of explore. I'm a little bit older than you. Not this Nintendo, but SNES. That was oh, don't Nintendo. call it a SNES. Call it a SNES or if you Super if you have Nintendo. SNES is such a that's a such a system. Yeah. If you prefer Nintendo. Hey, where are you? UK thing SNES. call it a SNES. Yeah. Yeah. You British call, call it call SNES. It. That, that is a thing. Ridiculous. This movie though, <laughs> IQ, it 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 looks fun. It looks fun. And I like getting a new Christmas movie. This looks like a good one. HBO Max in the US. We don't have a release date here in Australia. Hopefully somewhere like Binge will pick it up, but it doesn't look to have a release date in cinemas. So we'll just have to wait and see. But hopefully we do get it and we get it in time for Christmas because it does look a lot of fun. In my mind, I was thinking it was Netflix, but no, maybe I just made that up. No, it's HBO Max. Right, okay. Probably not Netflix. Oh, I mean, it could. It could. Who knows you how know, it all works here in Australia. But I can't remember the name of it, but I saw something yesterday that Binge have started making original content. They've at least what? got like a six-part drama that's coming out. and It's Australian-based, Australian cast, but it's a Binge original, and I'm pretty sure it's the first time they've done that. Wow. Hugo well, that makes sense, obviously. With it being Australian based, that makes sense. Binge is an Australian streaming service, as far as I'm aware. But all right, cool, cool. But again, the important right, takeaway yeah. it's the first time, or I believe the first time, they're making original content. Game changer. Game changer. All right, but yes, 8 bit Christmas looks, looks like a lot of fun. All right, let's get into the movie news day and I guess kick us off with our first Disney Plus Day story. Well, I've mentioned Enchanted already. It's now on Disney Plus. Yep. I do love it. It's a a fun movie. (laughs) It is pretty good. You know, there's, and I will do the story, there's a moment (laughs) where you've got James Marsden's character and he's in New York and a billboard behind him is for Superman Returns, a movie James Marsden also stars in. It's a weird moment. It's a weird moment. Anyway, here's the news. We're getting a sequel. Disenchanted will be out in 2022. The original cast are coming back. Amy Adams, Amy Adams. James Marsden. Yes. Lois Lane. <laughs> Different Superman movie, but yes, <laughs> still the... <laughs> Who else? Who else is coming Patrick back? Dempsey. Somebody, Patrick yes, Dempsey. Yes, that's him. Patrick Dempsey. So the original cast are coming back. And I think you're right. 15 years it's been. It's actually that long. I mean, that was it was like 10 to 15 in my mind. And... 15 minutes longer. That's a pretty long sure time. It's been, pretty sure it's been 15 years. So for wow. me, I've waited all that time. And again, I, don't, I think I'm blowing it a bit out of proportion. I like this film. I don't love it. It's a fun movie <laughs> and one that I thought my kids would enjoy, which they did. But I've waited for potentially having a sequel for them. They've only got to wait until next year. Oh, so much easier. <laughs> so much No, look, like I said, like I, I like that. I like that first one. I remember watching it at the movies. I believe it was with a girl. I like to think so. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, me and my mate went. I can't remember the circumstance, but look, I remember <laughs> having a good time at the movies. Watching Honestly, the movie. 
Um, but <laughs> I'm not for it. I'm not for it. And look, yeah, yeah, returning cast, good concept. Like it's fun. It's cute. Very like traditional Disney yet a live action spin or that kind of. Yeah, it's good. Cool. And with this being part of the Disney Plus day news, like these, whether it's film or TV we're talking about, they're not going to the big screen. They're going to be available on Disney Plus. I pay for Disney Plus. That's great. I get the movie. It's there. It's like it's free. <laughs> All right. Um, it feels that way, doesn't it? Plus, even though we are paying for it. <laughs> yeah. More Disney Plus Day stuff. Um, cheaper by the dozen. We've got Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff. Um, cheaper by the dozen. Reimagining this is going to hit Disney Plus in March of 2022. So we got a little like sizzle reel with them sort of announcing the project. Well, I'm not sure if they're announcing it or well, they're telling us this. Again, I don't know if this is brand new information, but. To me, I was like, oh, cool. They're doing a, another Chief by the Dozen. These two stars in the lead with their blended... Is it blended family? I think they said something about this one being like a blended family, large... Yeah. The thing, though, I, I, I like Zach Braff. I think we all do. We grew up watching Scrubs. But sure. the original had Steve Martin, and this one's got Zach Braff. And I'm sure it'll be fine, and I'll watch it on Disney+. Plus. It's hard to get excited about it, but I'll check it out. Yeah, it is difficult. I guess when you get these sort of, I guess these, these remakes or reboots or whatever you want to call them, it, it does kind of yeah, put a big question mark about like, oh, well, you know, I did enjoy those previous ones. Like why, why do it again when, you know, we had a pretty good time with the other ones? Steve Martin, Hilary Duff, Tom Welling, good times. Eugene Levy, right? Yeah, yeah, Bonnie Hunt, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, in the second one, Eugene Levy. Good times. Great cast. I, they, were, they were pretty good for, you know, like these kids' leagues. But look, this one might be really good. Maybe better. I'll be happy with okay, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if we could say it was okay. Cool. <laughs> Tom Hanks' live-action Pinocchio movie will premiere on Disney Plus in the second half of 2022. Okay, do we ever find out who Tom Hanks is playing? Geppetto. It is Geppetto, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we've got Joseph Gordon Lovett as Jiminy Cricket and a few other cast members announced as well. But this is a big live action Disney adaption directed by Robert Zemeckis, available on small screen. That's where you're going to get your premiere. That is is crazy. This just seems so. Big for the small thing, but do you know what? I do like the idea yeah, I, that they're yeah. doing a lot more of when you know with these live action remakes. Is that they're not just going for like those '90s hits, you know, The Lion King and Aladdin. I mean, they've done those, <laughs> but you know, being a beast. But they are going back and doing the old one. You know, they've done the Jungle Book. You know, they've done Pete's Dragon. Yeah, it's like Pinocchio. I know we've had multiple like Pinocchio-based things, but obviously this is the Disney one. I, I like the idea that they've gone back and hidden the classics. I do too. Pinocchio, I think Pinocchio was like the was that like the first or second animated Disney movie. I mean, Snow no, White like, was the first, but it, it's not the second, thing, isn't it? Sure the second. We've just been talking about a remake of Cheap by the Dozen available on Disney Plus. You don't back an <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, okay, cool. But when we're talking Pinocchio, Tom Hanks. Robert Zemeckis. I don't know. It seems bigger than Disney Plus, but that's where they're going to make it available, and that's mm. where we'll watch it. And free. <laughs> In my mind, it's free. 
All right. Um, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg will star as Chip and Dale in the upcoming Disney Plus movie, Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I mean, here we go. Like, do we, do we know if this is animated or is this another live action? It's animated. No, it's hybrid thing. It's animated. And I said earlier, didn't I? That is what my kid is watching at the moment, that original mm. TV series. So it's good news for her because this movie is a continuation of that TV series. But it then will it then be 2D? My guess, be... my guess would be yes, but we've we've seen no artwork or anything at this stage and they're not specified the art style. But if they're going to continue it from that, my guess would be 2D animation. That's that's kind of interesting in terms of like they you know they're doing a feature film, two D. I mean, obviously we still get two D stuff, yeah, you know, TV series and, and all that. But it's not often you see the two D in uh, in a feature film anymore. And they put out a teaser post, and it was essentially the front page of the script. And what it had it was very on there, it was very tiny. It was very tiny. But what it had yes. written on there was our film isn't a reboot; it's a comeback. They were very clear about that yeah. in the advertising for this film. But my question mark, though, like John Mulaney, like we last heard him as Spider-Ham in Into the Spider-Verse. He's got a very distinctive voice. Andy Samberg, you know, whether it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Hot Rod, the other movies that he's done, he's got a distinctive sound as well. Chip and Dale sound like high-pitched chipmunks. I'm thinking, like, are they gonna? Are they gonna voice them, and then they're gonna just like, just like Alvin and the Chipmunks? Are they just gonna like tweak the pitch and make them then, sound squeaky? Then why? I, why yeah, well, get them if you're not going to you, use them? But it's a continuation. You know, so you know what, Alvin and the Chipmunks? You had like Katy Perry voicing one of the Chipettes. I'm sure there were other big names. That's the only one I can remember. I know, but do you know what those characters do? They sing. Do you know what Katy Perry oh, does? She sings. Yeah. It makes sense. Anyway, we don't know what they're doing. But we like John Mulaney. We like Andy Samberg. I'm speaking for both of us. And they're going to be <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's, um, that's the Disney Plus Day stuff. What other movie things do we have? The official logo and first look image for the new Predator prequel movie, Prey, has been released. We talked about this film with a different title a while ago, Predator Skulls. And you suggested maybe they should have the S replaced with a number five. Yeah, why not? I supported that. That would have been been cool. (laughs) But this is a different approach. But if you've seen the, the title card, Instead, it's the same font as Predator, which just says Prey, which I think is pretty cool. The upcoming movie is set in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago, and it will stream on Hulu in 2022. So that's in the US. We've been getting Hulu content now here in Australia on Star. So that's where I'm hoping this movie is going to go. But yeah, we're getting the new Predator film and it's a prequel. Yeah, I mean, not much new. I mean, the specifics, you know, the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Okay, cool. That's with time stamping it. We knew it was going to be in the past. We knew it was going to be a few hundred years ago. We didn't know the exact. Um, 
So, I mean, again, nothing really new. The image looks kind of cool. Again, it's going to be pretty weird seeing a predator or predators essentially like go up against like sticks and shields and like ah, uh, you know, swords, shields, sticks, spears, rakes. I don't know what else, what else have they got. <laughs> I mean, clearly, and arrows. This news is bigger because by takeaway, official title. I was going. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Like first the, the title image, and where it's streaming. Big news. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's not. I don't know. There's not that much to the news, but I mean, yeah, I, I said so we we're going to get on Disney Plus because of the stars tying. But pray, let's like talk about that title. Predator, pray. Okay, makes it sense. Works. The font, the font sells it. Of makes course. it like a part of that world. So, yeah. And I like the the branding as well. I pointed it out to you the first time that they've done this. 20th Century Studios, of course, is now Disney, and they put the the logo on the poster for Vacation Friends. That's the first time they've done that, and then they're doing it again here. So just like you'd get with Marvel, DC, they're putting the 20th Century Studios logo there. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I think 20th Century Studios is, is still very much a thing. It's still going to be a, you know, it's a division of Disney now, but I mean, it's still very much its own film sort of uh, studio in itself. So, I mean, yeah, like that is the logo now where a lot of the stuff that's happening now is all the new stuff under that banner. So we, I expect to see that logo pretty much from here on out. And, um, it's just weird to think yeah. that, I mean, we know the whole Fox deal. We've talked about it at length, but like now I'm rewatching the Predator films on Disney Plus. It's a weird world we're living. Oh, <laughs> some of the you, that's where some of the uh, like the horror films and stuff on it. I was like, man, this is a very violent, adult, gory film. <laughs> you know, watching it on Disney Plus, <laughs> House of Mouse. Here we go. Love it. Okay, so still Disney, but not Disney Plus. Gal Gadot will play the evil queen in Disney's live action Snow White. Another one. She joins West Side Stories, Rachel Zegler, who has been cast in the main role. We've also got Mark Webb announced as director. You know him from The Amazing Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, I think he's done a couple of other things. But Snow White. So we've got another one. We've got another, for this time, Disney. So Exactly right. You this. keep saying none of this. <laughs> another one. You can't count those others. We what, had- Snow White and the Huntsman? Snow White and the... <laughs> Woodsman, or wait, no, what was it called? I don't know. The Huntsman, she didn't come back for the sequel. Oh, it was just Snow White and the Huntsman, and then The Huntsman. The Huntsman, it was all about Hemsworth, all about Hemsworth. So for me, this is the first proper live-action adaption, and definitely the Disney version. Great casting. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it really is great casting in, in Gal Gadot. You know, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, like, both my kids, like what they're really into at the moment, especially my youngest, Descendants, those Disney Channel right. TV yeah. movies. So like now, their association, whenever they see, if they see Cruella de Vil, they get excited because it's Carlos's mum. If they see Jafar, <laughs> it's Jay's dad. If they see Maleficent, it's Mal's mum. And if they see... The queen from Snow White is Evie's mum. So that's where their, their minds go. So, so they're looking forward to 
or re-watching mm. classic Disney because they're seeing parents of characters they enjoy from Descendants. I mean, I get it's given them the gateway into the, these classic, I guess, the, the Disney interpretations of these characters. So cool. It's doing its <laughs> cool. job. But, you know, <laughs> I mentioned the, the Simpsons plus anniversary short that they put out. Doing the, um, the guest list before going into Moe's Tavern is the queen from Snow White. Straight away, my kid's like, it's Evie's mum. There you go. But Snow White, live action. And this one isn't going to Disney+. Plus. This is going on the big screen. And that's why it'd be interesting to sit in the room to hear the conversations around what's going where. Because there's so much star power in Pinocchio. And that's going to be an expensive movie. Yet that is Disney+. Plus. But we've got Snow White here. Theatrical. I wonder if they just think in terms of like the, what story are we telling with, with these characters? Like, okay, and uh, Snow White as a, you know, as, as an IP, I guess, like that would sell box office tickets, but it's like maybe Pinocchio, maybe not so much, but people will still want to watch it and will subscribe to Disney Plus to get that Pinocchio movie? I, I don't know. Very interesting. Very interesting. Oh, Chris Pratt. He's at it again. First Mario. Now Garfield. Chris Pratt has been cast as the lasagna-loving cat Garfield in the new animated movie. I mean, look, this guy, this guy played that Lego character and now he's... Now he's voicing every every other character under the sun. I mean, by we, looks of it, things that are coming up. When when he voiced Emma, he sounded just like Chris Pratt. We don't know what it's going to do for Mario yet. Actually, he was we, in that Pixar movie Onward. You know, he was the older brother. Oh, that's right. Again, kind of just sounded like Chris Pratt, didn't he? <laughs> now he's Garfield, and I don't know. Why. I feel like with Mario, he's going to obviously do you know, like a, a Mario type voice, whether it's an Italian Brooklyn type thing or or whatever. But um, with Garfield, I mean, he's probably just going to sound like Chris Pratt, but like unenthused, you know, like Garfield. But I'm worried he's just going to kind of do a Bill Murray. I mean, that's it. That's who we got on the big screen in live action, mm. Bill Murray. And I can't remember the actor's name, but on the on the small screen, like the classic, Garfield cartoon. The actor that voiced Garfield was the actor that voiced Peter Venkman in the real Ghostbusters. That's kind of cool. And then years later, they didn't go for that guy for the live action movie. They went to Bill Murray. And now we're getting Chris Pratt. I mean, he's getting work, he's busy. And I like Chris Pratt. Don't get me wrong. I just, it seems, I don't know. I don't know why they're getting Chris Pratt because. Garfield has a distinctive sound. Bill Murray. Do you know what? Wait, hang on, hang on. I don't know why they're doing another Garfield movie. <laughs> like, let me ask you that question. And I mean, I know your response is going to be like, "Well, you know, recognize YP. It's a character people love." <laughs> no, sure. my my response is going to be, "I don't know if my kids know who Garfield is." <laughs> so, <laughs> my kids are four and nine, so I don't know. I mean, look how I mean that Tom and Jerry movie that didn't do too good, you know, like. <laughs> I took them to see that and they enjoyed it in part, but it wasn't great. Do you know what the issue with that movie was? Have you seen it? No. Not enough Tom and Jerry, anyway. 
That's my review. <laughs> but didn't you say one of your one of your kids was like, "Oh, my favorite character was the Chloe Grace Moretz, whatever her name oh, is." Oh, that's my like youngest. Her... She gravitates towards the girl one. I like the girl character. But yeah, but not Tom or Jerry. <laughs> and but seriously, <laughs> they were not in that movie enough. But Garfield, right. this one is going to be animated, so you've got to think he's going to take center stage. All right, I'm going for a segue here. We spoke Bill Murray, Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd. There we go. Dan Aykroyd is looking for the right partner to fill in for John Candy in a planned sequel to The Great Outdoors. Now, I'll full disclosure here. I've never heard of this movie. But you've written down the plot from the original 1988 movie and it goes something like this. A Chicago man and his family go camping with his obnoxious brother-in-law. Cool. Actually sounds like hilarity ensues. You know, it sounds like a cool premise. Full disclosure, this (laughs) is a movie written by John Hughes. I think he may have actually directed this one as well. Starting, as you say, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy. I'm a big fan of all three, but I have never seen this movie. Really? I've heard of okay. it. I've just not seen it. And I've, I've come close a couple of times, and I definitely will watch it. But the reason why I put down the plot to the 1988 movie, because Shut in the Dark, I didn't think you would have seen this film. And that was correct. <laughs> and I thought it is, that, would, it is nutty. that would help. Do we enjoy, like you said, help the story along. Yeah. But like you said, like we. You, you and me both. Like, we enjoy Dan Aykroyd. Um, you know, big soft spot for John Candy, of course. And then John Hughes, yeah, 100%. Like, where has this movie it makes, been? Is it on? It makes sense. Is it on something? Is it on one of the many streaming services I have access to? Maybe. Can I, I watch think it? it might actually be on Stan. Maybe. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Binge. None, none of those. But it's a movie that we definitely should have seen. But for some reason, <laughs> neither of us have. The important thing to note for me here is Dan Aykroyd is looking for a partner. So he's going to be a co-lead in this film. When was the last time you saw Dan Aykroyd have a main part in a film? I honestly can't think what it was. He's popped up in some average, below average characters in Blinking or Missing, supporting parts, but it has been such a long time where you've got his name above the title of the movie. And if this movie gets made, yeah, that's, right, that's what yeah. you're going to get. So, I, so that's what I'm more excited about. Because again, I've not actually seen the first one, but just getting him back in the movie and not just a guest spot. Or a cameo. I just, checked, I just checked Stan. It's not on there. I did Amazon Prime. Not on there. Um, I'm checking binge. Like this is live. It's not a binge. Uh, anyway, let's move on because it's it's okay. not on there. <laughs> Where it is though, it is on Apple Movies, so you can check it on iTunes. Ah, oh, Apple know. Movies. All right. Yeah, that's where I will more more than likely go. <laughs> I will pay my five dollars. <laughs> okay. So from a sequel to an '80s movie to a a remake of an 80s movie. And this is a movie that I love. This is such a good movie. MGM are remaking Roadhouse. The project is gaining momentum. 
with Jake Jenner Hall in talk to star and Doug Lyman in talks to direct. This is a classic Patrick Swayze movie. This is a classic Patrick Swayze movie from the 80s and it is incredible. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> this is not I've a heard spoiler. It's not a massive spoiler. Many things. But it's something that happens in the movie. Swayze's character, Dalton, rips out a guy's throat with his bare hands. It is such a good movie. And it's a film that I feel like should just be left. They made it at one time. They later did a direct-to-home release sequel. Terrible. But just think, that first movie, and Swayze wasn't in that. The first movie is just so good. It is such a good movie. And I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I like Doug Lyman. But leave it would you Would you expect Gyllenhaal would be playing Dalton? Or would it be... Yeah, like that's, that's the it's idea. The right it's the yeah, same, would. same yeah, character. I'd say. But I mean, that's all the information we have at this stage. But if he's going to play anybody in it, he'd play Dalton. I mean, what I what I know of Roadhouse is that, you know, the whole like Roadhouse thing. But I mean, other than that, it's people have described it as like just a phenomenal bad movie. Like it's, it's such no, a... No, it's, that's not true. No, no. Again, like... <laughs> no, no, no. The, no review is, the review is positive, but no. it's like, you know, it's it's just like... Because it's just ridiculous. Like it's that's just what crazy I'm saying. That's why I'm action saying no, violence, it... like in this setting of this roadhouse. I know it's badass. I know the type you know of I mean? films I mean, you're talking I'm... about. When people yeah. say it's so bad, it's good. That's not roadhouse. It is just a really good film. It is it's genuinely even, good. Even though they know Dalton's name, it's essentially the man with no name. Although they know his name, but it's a guy walking into a town. Yeah. There's a problem. He cleans it up and he moves on. It's like a Western, but in the 80s with bars. It's, it's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And I'm looking up at my shelf and I can see the DVD there. So good. Oh, look, Honestly, it's one I'm going to have to it's, finally it's, get around to checking out. It's a Hopefully it's on one of these streaming services. I'm not going to do a, a big check like I did with um, Greta. <laughs> not a live check. I not did not check. find on anything. It's, not honestly, it's, it's a favourite <laughs> of mine. I, I'd put it up there with Conair. Like, it's, it's you know, great... Action movie. Connor, a great bad movie. <laughs> oh, disagree. Anyway, <laughs> just give some context on my opinion of Roadhouse. Can you remember years ago they did a remake of Point Break? I've not seen it. But for me, that's a film that they well, made. Fast and the Furious. And they made it really well. No, they, they made Point Break again, didn't they? I've not seen it. I can't remember who's in it. Yeah, no, no, they did. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say that either. I just I think... Went back and watched that original. Some, yes, exactly. Some films... They did it right first time. They can't make it better than that. Move on. I mean, that's. I mean, I always say like, like, who cares if they remake something, whatever. Just like the Sweet Home Alone thing, which you know, I'm clearly anticipating watching. It's sitting there. I, I, I'm just. I'm not expecting it to be any good. But I want to watch it because you know, wanna, I think any remake can be made. Who cares if it's good? It's great. If it's, if it's crap, who cares? You have got the original. But I get what you're saying. Like, why? bother making a, a remake of something that was so good already there's no point i like, mean we've talked about it i i get it like you're gonna have like a young audience that maybe won't want to watch like an old cheesy action film from the 80s so make it for a new audience but i guess, I guess for like for- like modernization or like newer technology and stuff i, I can see that appeal and i guess what you're saying there like just yeah make it new 
and hey, look, if uh, like I said, I'm all for it. If, if it gets people like this, this is going to prompt me finally. I've been told multiple times to go you know, to watch Roadhouse, but if it finally prompts me to do it because of this new version, then cool. How many other people can it get turned onto the, the old original movie? And that's always a good thing. There you go. But interestingly, you is it right what you just said there? So even though we're not talking about theatrical, home release, Disney Plus, Home Sweet Home Alone, opening weekend, you've not watched it? I've been really busy. I've been watching all back-to-back Bond, Daniel Craig movies. (laughs) Okay. I've had a busy weekend as well. What I was going to say, I also haven't watched it yet. I mean, I, I will. But anyway, we'll we'll review that at a later date. So much stuff has come out this week. It's it's nutty. It's nutty. But anyway, um, next story: Sophia Butella to star in Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon for Netflix. What's this about? The, the people of a galaxy sends a young woman to seek out warriors from other planets to help them from the tyrannical armies that are terrorizing their peaceful colony. Zack Snyder's just making just like these crazy concept things. He's just, he's just, he's going for it. Why not? And I'm here for it. Yeah. There you and, go. and so are Netflix. <laughs> Do what you want, Zack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll um, check it yeah, out. Some, <laughs> some people think this could be a covert army of the dead connected film, but more than likely, it's very much his own thing. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. But I'm I'm interested in watching more films by Snyder and the idea of watching them at home on Netflix, I've got to be honest, is appealing. But the casting of Sophia Boutella, like I'm planning a rewatch of the Tom Cruise movie, The Mummy. She was good in that. So I'm keen to see more of her. And I think before that, she was in a Kingsman film, wasn't she? I think it might have been the first one. But I do like her. Mm. But good casting. You, yeah, you might. I think the theories might be there. I mean, Zack Snyder, Netflix, him in his current run at the moment is yeah, this army of the dead sort of franchise. And, and, maybe, and obviously, very, very quickly. Yeah. And there were some hints of, you know, like some sci fi elements in there more than just zombies. I wouldn't be surprised if, that's, if that turns out to be the case. But Me cool. neither, to be honest. But either way. More Zack Snyder on Netflix. (laughs) Boondock Saints 3 is officially happening and set to begin filming next May. Norman Reedus, Sean Patrick Flannery and director Troy Duffy are returning. I've never seen the Boondock Saints. One or two. Especially is really good. And you've got Willem Dafoe. Like good, well. good, not good, bad. Like, <laughs> on, like no, honestly, good, it's good. been a while since I've I've seen like the first one. And so the first one came out in the nineties, and writer director Troy Duffy was his first film, and it didn't quite work out for him in the business. But he later came back, and his second film was Boondock Saints to All Saints Day, and that was like the mid nineties, I think, or maybe a bit later. I remember seeing that one just the once and Billy Connolly playing the two guys' dad had a bigger part. But the original cast are coming back. Troy Duffy's back. So these are essentially vigilante characters. 
And yeah, Norman Reedus, like way before we did Walking Dead. But I do remember that first one in particular, liking it. And then there was some things to like about the sequel as well. But yeah, after all these years, we're getting a third one. Good news then for the fans. I just cannot contribute to that. But that's it for um, the movie news. Let's get into TV news. And I'm going to let you start us off with the TV news stories just because it's a, it's a long one. Um, it's all Marvel Studios related, Disney Plus Day related as well. Marvel Studios has shared official logos and announced a bunch of new titles for Disney Plus Day. Now, this is a lot. Like, this, is, this is so much content. So I'm going to speed through and then if there's anything you'd like to talk about, we can. Because there's also, we've had some first looks, whether it's be images or a couple of like quick teasers that they're put together. So do you want me to chime in or do you want to wait until you're done? Wait until I'm done. There's too many. Okay. Otherwise, okay. Talk, it's talk, talk, going to be talk. talking about you read and then we'll individual <laughs> eternal all over again. That was a long review. Ten Eternals. <laughs> so I'll just go through them. Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, X-Men 97, Echo, Spider-Man Freshman Year, Ironheart, Marvel Zombies, Agatha, House of Harkness, Secret Invasion, I Am Groot, and What If Season 2. Oh, now we talk. Okay, so now we talk. I mean, yeah, okay, I guess. Because I know there, were, there was, I mean, there was more stuff to talk about. Well, but, uh, yeah. Okay, let me, I'll go through what we've seen so far, because a lot of them, we've just got a title card. We've had new images of Iman Valeni in Marvel Studios' Miss Marvel. And what we've seen, whether it's screenshots or the teaser, I'm assuming is going to be the costume she makes for herself early on and not the final mm-hmm. product. Because it's a little bit of footage. As well, the helmet looks paper. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Like it's a kid. <laughs> like, Do you know what though? And and I've heard rumblings of this. Is that see, in the comics? And I know there's differences from the page to the screen with what we get from the MCU. But the character of Miss Marvel, yes, she is a fan of Captain Marvel, and that's who she bases her costume on. But her powers are completely different. And she's actually an inhuman. And I'm sure the MCU are going to want to stay as far away from the inhumans as possible after that failed TV series. But she's essentially got powers similar to Mr. Fantastic. She's really elastic. And she's got a high intensity to pain. Uh, That's essentially what her power is. But I'm pretty sure in one of the teasers, it almost looks like she's flying. I think her powers are going to be more similar to what we're getting from Carol Danvers, but we've yet to see what that's going to look like. We've had new images of Tatiana, Mislani, and Mark Ruffalo in She-Hulk. Bit of a teaser as well. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Good to have that in there. Yeah. And that, that little bit at the end there, that, it kind of looks like some sort of like in-world like promo or something. I, I don't know. It's just you know, obviously because it seemed kind of staged. It was like a different frame. Yes. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. Right. It looks like, more... Interesting stuff there. Yeah. We've, you know, Smart Hulk is is present. Arms look like they're in good nick. That's my takeaway. We, we see Mark Ruffalo as Mark Ruffalo once again. Uh, but a few takeaways there. But, I mean, the glimpse that we get of She-Hulk, 
She looks like she's wearing like the the, the colors of her classic traditional outfit. Costume. Yeah. She's she's green, and that's the thing about Jennifer Walters. She chooses to stay as a Hulk, as She Hulk, but unlike Bruce Banner, she keeps her intelligence. She stays Jennifer Walters, even though she's in a Hulk form. But even though we get to see her from behind, again, you know, looks comic accurate. But Professor Hulk, I thought we were leaving him behind, but we're going to have him for a little while longer. You know what, just on what you just said, I mean, I think the penny just dropped for me. I think that's why we've had to have Professor Hulk, because I guess with this character's, you know, her version of, of the Hulk, she is very much in control. She's aware of being in the Hulk form. She's essentially a smart, a smart Hulk as well. So I guess there must be some sort of tie into to what Bruce Banner uh, essentially worked out. And then with her, he's allowed her to do the same thing. Like, and I guess that, that would explain the reason why we even had Smart Hulk in the first place, besides having him snap his fingers. But um, yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's still, I guess. If it's, like, still if it's like what we've got in the comics, how she becomes She-Hulk in the first place, it's a life-saving blood transfusion mm. from her cousin Bruce Banner. But they could, but they could still do that. But then she obviously has like the the rage issues and stuff. But then maybe obviously Bruce, you know, like uh, again, helps her by being like, "Look, okay, we can't remove that from you now. It is what it is. But we can make it easier, <laughs> like so you can still function." And yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. Early days. Early days. But we should say though, Professor Hulk looks like he did in Endgame, but this is on TV. So the effects, and, and you know, the, they they spend money on these Disney plus Marvel shows, but it, it's good that, you know, we know it's a continuation. It's a part of what we're getting on the big screen. It's good to see the effects do look as good on TV. Yeah. We got to see new images of Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight. So this is going to be quite different for the MCU. This is a very dark, gritty, violent character. Yeah. Although very white for um, <laughs> for a dark character. I just was, I like was... just like in the comics, but this is their Batman. Look at but what was... we seem to be getting from Robert Pattinson in the Batman. That's what I think Moon Knight's going to be on Disney Plus. It might be quite. It could potentially be quite intense for um, yeah, the standard MCU that we get. But look, I was actually surprised to see any Moon Knight footage. I still, I just thought we were a little bit ways, you know, from it. We don't get too much here, but we do get you know glimpses of him, you know, from behind or like you know just his boots or you know a weird angle. So we don't really get to see him, but yeah. We, we get an idea of like, okay, there it is. There he is. It's, it, it's, it's happening. And a few shots of obviously Oscar Isaac's face, but it's the, it's the power on, of Disney yeah. plus day, isn't it? I reckon a lot of these productions, they may have been saying things like we're not quite ready. And Disney have gone Disney plus day. You've got to give us We've something. Give us something. So if not for this <laughs> anniversary, I don't think we'd be seeing a, a lot of what we're seeing now. Like we get to see a new image of Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury 
in the upcoming Secret Invasion TV series. Yeah, it's literally like, I don't even know if it's two seconds, maybe it's one second of like Nick Fury turning his head and you but see his face. Cool. No, I packed He's got the the scratch, the scar from the mm. flanken, from the alien cat, and he's got a big bushy beard. So there we go. Now we know what Nick Fury is going to look like. It was cool to see Sam Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, that very very cool because that's all the new that's all the new footage and stuff that we got. We should go back and just mention some of the the things that you you churned through before these these new titles title. Cards. Absolutely, hey, I mean X Men ninety seven for me that's it. That's more this... important than anything <laughs> else. Honestly, we got five seasons from that show. It ended in ninety seven. This is going to be a continuation. They're bringing all the original cast back, including Cal Dodd as Wolverine. I've read X-Men comics, Wolverine comics. That voice actor, that's, that's who I hear in my head. Yeah. Sorry, Hugh Jackman, oh. but it's Cal Dodd. That's who I hear as Wolverine. And, and they're all coming back, and not just the, the actors. Writers on that original series, everybody's coming back. That is really cool. Like They're not just saying, like, hey, we're going to do another X-Men cartoon. We're... We are bringing that show back in um, and and continuing it. That that is pretty cool. Question for you: What is Echo? Have we heard of Echo before? Echo is a character that I've read in Daredevil comics. She's a deaf character, a vigilante. We're first going to see her in the Hawkeye TV series. Right. Okay. And then we'll, and then we'll she's going to have her own show. Well, there you go. All right, cool, very cool. Um, Spider Man Freshman Year, a Marvel Studios animation animated show. What do you think this is? <laughs> like, what I could tell you, I could tell you what I've read. What this is going to be. This is going to be Spider Man before he meets Tony Stark. That's what I've read. So we've got the early prototype costume. That is amazing. Do you know what? I hope they, they do. I hope they, I know, you know, I, I mean, I know on the, the big screen, they wanted to avoid, you know, doing his origin story again, the Uncle Ben of it all. This is how I they do it. This is an opportunity to do it. Even if it's just like the first episode or two where they just kind of go into it. This is the Tom Holland. Spot. I mean, I would, I would hope Tom Holland comes back and, you know, does the voice for it. I mean, failing that, whoever did the voice, in the what if series that'll do i mean yeah the fact that it's a marvel studios this is their animation like this is the time to do it his first year as spider-man or you know he's he's a freshman in high school i'm kind of excited for this not only spider-man but it's it's our mcu spider-man and it's going back to where it all started uh marvel zombies they're doing a show and another animation fresh off what if i'm guessing that got a bit of hype so now they're like cool let's do marvel zombies that was enough marvel zombies for me to be <laughs> honest whole episode of what if. i'm i'm just not interested like i, I the comics are cool they're a cool little like you know thing but it, you know, that's, I don't know. The idea of like these zombies, they're not even really zombies. They're just like dead blah, 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 creatures. They can still function and use their superpowers. Ridiculous. I mean, I'm having <laughs> flashback to our <laughs> review. 
said the exact same thing. But there. why? I, like, I don't want a whole show about them. No, like, oh, me neither. But the, the annoying thing is, though, will I watch it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Then again, that's though, the... then again, I still haven't watched any more Modoc. No, that's it. I will I two check it out. Because it might win me over, and if I just have not interested, I'm not gonna. There's so much content. We're literally talking about so much stuff here. Why should I exhaust myself watching watching something? Anyway, because, Agatha. Be- no, because they drip feed you. You don't get it all at once. <laughs> so one show ends, another one starts. But it's not as if like you're turning down Marvel Zombies to watch another MCU show. You need to wait until, unless you change things up, because we're talking, I think it's like 12 original Marvel oh, shows. So but I'll tell you, if, if once a week they want me to sit down and spend, what, like 20 minutes to half an hour watching this certain show, though if every time I put in, I'm just going to go, I'm just not enjoying it, I'm just not into it. I'm just not, I would, I'm not going to say I'm going to go watch something else Marvel-related, uh, I will just go and do something else. <laughs> I will just literally watch something else. Be anything. A new movie, a new show on Netflix, on Stan, Amazon, whatever. Like I will check something else out in that time. I mean, or I'll just I, I would have a shower. Say, I don't know. I'll <laughs> wash I'll, the dishes. I would say <laughs> other streaming services are available, but I'm pretty sure we've name checked all of them that are available <laughs> in Australia more than once. We did do that today. We did do that. Agatha House of Harkness. We were speculating about the name, but we've yeah, got it we, here. Yeah, we talked about it. I think recently on the last last movie show, I'm pretty sure we're talking about this being a thing they were developing, and here it is. It's happening. A continuation I mean, of Vision. Agatha Harkness is in the title, so check. But they put a spin on it. Agatha House of Harkness. Okay, it works. Well, okay, cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. and I guess they've they've announced what is season two, so that's a thing. Um, but we knew we knew that was going to be happening. We're going to get yeah, more yeah. adventures with the Guardians of the Multiverse. That's going to be a oh, hot yeah. thing for season two, I'd imagine. Secret Invasion, Scrolls, Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, everybody's going to watch that. I am Groot. That one is animated, and James Gunn is confirmed as a executive producer. No word on Vin Diesel. We'll have to wait and see <laughs> on that one. It's just, they could just get anywhere. Let's be honest. Vin Diesel <laughs> disagrees. <laughs> but, that's, all right, but that's all the, the Marvel Studios stuff. Still with Disney Plus Day, though. The Spiderwick Chronicles. This would be a new live-action original series based on the best-selling books. Of course, coming to Disney Plus. There was a showcase of a bit of artwork and stuff like that that they, that they put up. Um, thoughts here, interested, excited. I remember, different... I've not seen the film they made, and the film wasn't Disney, I'm pretty sure. It was Nickelodeon, so that would have been Paramount, and that was a good few years ago now. But this... So the was... rights of Bouncer, I figured it must have been a Fox thing, but... No, I'm, pre- I'm no, pretty sure it was, it was Nickelodeon, and it was that like... Um, like horror for kids, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing that's happening, so I thought best to include it, but... I mean, I've still not checked out Just Beyond. I know you've watched a couple of those. I watched the first. Not a commentary on... Like, I actually kind of like that first episode. I mean, again, horror for kids. But 
I, I think I just got distracted, have not continued yet. Well, I'll go back to it. I'll go back to it. I'd imagine it being similar in that vein. But yeah, I don't know too much about it, to be honest. Here's some news, though. Owen Wilson and Larry the Cable Guy return to voice Lightning McQueen and Mater in the Disney Plus original series, Cars on the Road, streaming in 2022. And it's not the first time we've had Owen Wilson on the small screen with Disney Plus. Of course, we had him in Loki, and he's coming back for this. But the announcement wasn't made by Owen Wilson. It was <laughs> made by Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy, there it is. The star of Jingle All the Way too. <laughs> wow and then but a correct statement well i also available on disney plus i might say stop it <laughs> i already mentioned obviously that that monsters at work show obviously pixar on the small screen but still of like same animation quality to an extent which is pretty good i expect no different from this um you know me cars is not up there in terms of you know top tier pixar for me although i have and I have like softened up to the, the franchise a little bit over the years. And I did enjoy that third one a bit, which was kind of like a Rocky film, but that's a whole nother story. I remember. Oh, I mean, I'll one. watch this. I will watch this. I've seen, I've definitely seen the first one and I watched it at the cinema. I've got no memory. The second one was like though. that. The second one was that like espionage one. It did kind of focus on, on Mater in that one, but it was like, there was like Michael Caine was like a, a spy car. Oh, that means about it. Yeah, it was all espionage, secret Is agent. Was Michael Caine in the first one? No. Right, I've definitely seen the second one, though. It's the third one that I've not seen. Yeah, no, that one's good. It's like, I can't remember which Rocky movie it's like, but it's like, right, yeah. Well, it's hopefully like, it's Rocky IV, and if that's the case, I'll absolutely watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be Rocky Five. <laughs> oh, no, that's the worst Rocky. That's terrible. It's... That's the one with Tommy Gunn where he has a street fight. He doesn't even have a... And fighting the well, I don't know, it's been a while since I've watched all the other all the Rocky sequels, but it was like Lightning McQueen is sort of like out of the game following an injury and he trains a new car to be, you know, like the racer. Oh, that does sound like Rocky Five. Yeah, but then like the challenges, yeah. I think it's oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cute and colourful. Well, and it's it's they do it well. They do it pretty well. Hey, hey listen, in, I, oh, I'm absolutely going to watch Cars Three. <laughs> <I'm> curious. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, Zootopia Plus. Go back to the fast-paced mammal metropolis of Zootopia in Zootopia Plus, a new short-form series coming to Disney Plus in 2022. I feel like that story involved too many pluses. Disney Plus, Utopia Plus, no casting announcements. We don't know if Jason Bateman's coming back. But for me, Zootopia holds a special place in my heart. I mean, one of the many reasons why I do this podcast is I love cinema, I love film. And my eldest, this was the first film I took her to, Zootopia. Nice. I'll always remember the film for that. And yes, it's getting a short form TV series. Which is cool. I mean, Zootopia was a pretty... And a pretty decent movie. It's a good like, film. Again, it, it wasn't like it wasn't like mind-blowingly amazing, like oh they're the best of the best, but like, it was pretty enjoyable. But from what you just said, I feel like I need to plan carefully when I take my son to his first cinema movie that it's not some rubbish like Paw Patrol or Clifford the Big Red Dog or something. It's gotta be gotta be something decent. Well, on that, so 
Yes, yeah, so Zootopia. I mean, my, my kids liked <laughs> Disney and animals. So, okay, I've got the movie for you. So we did that. <laughs> my, my youngest, the first movie we took her to was Crude's, is it A New Age? Like the second Crude's movie. Yeah, okay, sure. And it was a good time. Like, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but even though it's animated, you've got Nick Cage voicing the dad. And there's so much Nick Cage in that performance. So I, I really enjoyed it for that. Yeah. And she had a good a good time with it. And yeah, it's it's a good movie. I just feel like there I need go. to like if 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 I have hope my kid will grow up and be like really into into movies and film and then we'll look back on hey, what was my first cinema film? And I don't want it to be something else shit. <laughs> like Well Like for me for me it's Zootopia. Like Toy Story. Perfect. Like what an amazing movie. <laughs> yeah. Not shit. That's my short review for both. Not shit. And not shit. But yeah, that's all right. This anyway. is not a segue. Don't read into this. We're getting a Willow <laughs> TV series. <laughs> well, in fact, you know what? You can read into this. Yeah, Willow's not shit. So there we go. We've got Willow on the big screen in the 80s. <laughs> Warwick but it's not Davis. Star Wars. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not Star it Wars. Not Star Wars. And that it was the Lord of the Rings. It is not. We can just keep going on. But it was a movie directed by Ron Howard. We've got Val Kilmer in there. And again, Warwick Davis in the lead before Willow had been Wicket in, was it Return of the Jedi? Yeah, that's the first time we got the Ewoks. So we're getting a sequel TV series. And after all these years, Warwick Davis is back. I've, it's been so long since I'd seen Willow. I, I feel it, like... it is available on Disney Plus. I'm going to do a full rewatch. Did you see the three minute video that they did where it's Warwick introducing the cast of the new TV series? No, I mean, I checked out a lot of the Disney Plus day, like the promo videos and stuff. This Willow one was not one I clicked on. Okay, then I'm glad that we're talking about it now because you have made a mistake, my friend. Really? Okay. Well Tell me worth your time. Well, no, just go and watch it. It's just entertaining. Oh, go watch it. Okay, yeah. Basically, sure. watching, just watching those three minutes and the focus is a lot on Warwick as he's introducing the new cast members. And you're going to be asking yourself, why don't we see more of Warwick Davis? Like the guy's got such charisma. Like he's a natural born performer and from that movie and we've seen him pop up in harry potter and everything else and i'm going to go back and rewatch willow but yeah this this guy he deserves to be seen and honestly check out those three minutes because a I lot of the see, time he is in like costume or like a prosthetic film yeah but not in willow like you, you see his face, but I can mm. see how a three-minute meet the cast wouldn't be as appealing as a lot of things that were made available on Disney Plus Day. But it is definitely worth your time. Just go back, and you'll just say the oh, natural right charisma on. of the guy. Check it I'll out. I'll do it for what I'll do it for Warwick David. But I think with with this Willow TV series, I feel like it's gonna have. I mean, I'd say I compare the sort of audience to you know like Labyrinth. I guess, well, not Labyrinth, the, the other one, Dark Crystal. And that TV sequel or whatever it was. I don't know. I don't think so. That's a different thing. I you feel know, like I didn't watch that Netflix show. But I feel like it's I feel like it's got its sort of niche kind of following audience. I feel like Man on the Street, if you go out and say, Hey, have you 
do you know what Willow is or do you remember? What a lot of people will probably like, not nah, or like, oh, I've heard of it, never watched it. I feel like that's yeah. going to be general. I, know, I, so I, don't, I agree. I, I, I don't know how good the, how how appealing. I mean, the show might be fantastic, but how many people are going to be like, got to check that out, got to watch it. Well, as many I might people need to, uh, who have. I might need to push the marketing. Yeah, and, and, and maybe they will or maybe they won't. Like Disney Plus don't tend to need to push a lot of their stuff. But it's got an inbuilt audience with subscribers. And and again, like I'm speaking of someone who doesn't have good memories of that first movie. I remember seeing it, but I couldn't just sit here now and tell you beat for beat what happens in that movie. I just couldn't. It's been so long. Yeah. The appeal for me, Warwick Davis, 100%. Well, I guess you got to remember, like you said, like Disney Plus have their built-in audience, but it's like, I guess the point of any new product that they're putting out, they want new subscribers, so I- I guess maybe they're trying to tackle or trying to get some sort of extra audience outside of what they've already got. Maybe that's the idea. It's not going to be the same scale, but look, I mean, Disney don't have Harry Potter. They don't have Lord of the Rings. They don't have a big fantasy property. And I'm not saying Willow is going to become that, but it's something, isn't it? It is. It is. Okay, but that's it for the Disney Plus stuff, I guess. So maybe we can stop talking about Disney Plus today anyway but uh next up we've got werewolf by night uh gail garcia bernal to lead marvel studios untitled halloween special possibly based on werewolf by night it absolutely is and this will be available <laughs> on disney plus so we are so this wasn't a disney plus day thing. thing no no this you was announced conned me this was announced before <laughs> disney plus day I mean, it, everything about this sounds like Werewolf by Night, but they've not officially committed to a title yet. So we'll just have to wait and see. And I've got to be honest. I just realized, I've just realized the next story is also Disney Plus, and I'm going to, yeah, yes. like, I'm, I'm just going to leave. Like, I'm I was, was going to say, I mean, what this is telling people is that the host didn't write the show. Yes. Great segue, by the way. <laughs> okay. Behind so. the scenes. <laughs> Emilio Estevez, who has played Gordon Bombay since the original 1992 Mighty Ducks film, will not return for season two of Disney Plus's The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So there you go. Things are happening behind the scenes. The question, though, is it just Emilio Estevez isn't coming back or the character is not coming back? And obviously, if the if the okay, okay, so they're not recasting the character. No, 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 no. You you could not, you could not, because I mean that first season, which was excellent, and I know you like it as well. You just can't like so much so that, of what worked about that first season was new and the old, and not just Coach Bombay. Like when the original players came back, like the nostalgia was so important to it. You, you can't just recast Bombay and keep moving forward. So is the narrative is, is the narrative that Amelia Estevez obviously something's gone like something's happened like he's decided to not come back and then they've gone okay because he's not coming back we're going to remove that character we're not going to recap like that's what's happened essentially at least we think what I've read it's to do with vaccine mandate for everybody working on the on the show and whatever's happening behind the scenes. Estevez will not be coming back. And it's a shame because he's spoken openly about how much 
he likes playing this character. And he'd said for many years, there's only two characters he'd ever returned to. Coach Bond Baby in one, and the other one, Bill of the Kid from Young Guns. Young Guns! <laughs> this is a part that he wanted to play. And again, behind the scenes, he will not be coming back. But season two is absolutely still happening. The kids are coming back. So it's still going to be a thing. But without Coach Bombay, and for me, it's a no-brainer, if they can pull it off, what they should do. In that first season, the original Ducks came together, but we didn't see Joshua Jackson back as Charlie. That's what you do. You have Charlie as the Coach Bombay substitute character. That would be a better way of handling him not being there. I guess to sort of replace that character, yeah. But I I forget, at the end of that first season, like, was the mum in a position where she was, like, competent in coaching yet? Or, like... She was, but very much with Bombay. And they were even in a relationship. It was a whole thing. Like, they ended that first season very much with the intent of bringing Estevez back as Coach Bombay. Just unfortunately... This is like the Batwoman thing. It's like the Batwoman thing all over again. Like, you, you, you lead characters out and they're getting a new character, maybe. But that original character's linked to all these established... Oh, far out, man. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if either of us was going to have a DC comparison, you'd think it'd be me. But yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it's like. But the difference here, though, instead of bringing in a new actress as Ryan Wilder in Batwoman, you bring in Joshua Jackson back as Charlie. And, you know, Which is if cool. he even wants Which to cool. do it, to be honest. Like, I don't want to speak for him, but it'd be, but you know what? it'd be good if he came back. Any of the ones that returned in that first season, like, potentially they could just bring one of them back again and have them do I mean, any of them could. I wouldn't be guessing. the same. Wouldn't be the same I... because they've, they've done it already. And I've got to be honest, for me personally, I missed Charlie in that reunion episode, like it very much, it was notable that Joshua Jackson wasn't there. And even though it wasn't the plan, it wasn't available for whatever. Maybe it'll feel like the plan. It could work out well for them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe we spent this much time talking Mighty Ducks. But that is it for Disney Plus. Oh, hang on. We've got a Hulu story, which technically here in Australia is Disney Plus star. Yeah. (laughs) How I, met your, <laughs> How I Met Your Father has found Hilary Duff's future self in Kim Cattrall of uh, Sex and the City fame. Uh, Cattrall will narrate the How I Met Your Mother spin-offs story in a similar way to the original, just like, was it Bob Saget that did yeah, yeah, Bob Ted's Saget. voice in the original? And I say, I say Kim Cattrall with Sex and the City fame, but you know what? Police Academy. I probably should have gone there. My bad. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, I went to Big Trouble and Little China fame. Also oh, available on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely can our last sponsorship. I mean, can we actively try and get some sort of sponsor? Or will we? I mean, I mean, all I, all I all I can say is this: the episode title of this movie show will absolutely be Disney Plus Day. I mean. Well, I think we can do better. I think we can we can do like, you know, that film shoot episode, whatever, not sponsored by Disney Plus. Or just something, just something let's, like a spin um, on it. Let's workshop that offer. <laughs> the next story, not Disney Plus related, Amazon Prime. Wow. Talked about them for the first time, I think. Although I think you may have mentioned them earlier when you were looking for 
I wasn't yeah, filming just when I was looking for it. It was, it was the, so the, out, the outdoors, the great outdoors. Oh, the great outdoors. Which, wow. you know what, just makes me think of that. Just makes me think of that. Shit. It's an Aussie show. It was like Better Homes and Gardens, but like, I think Great Outdoor. I don't know. I've got to be honest. You remember that? Were you I, here at that time? I've completely your... lost track of time. And yeah, the great outdoors at this point, it feels like it was the last movie show we were talking about that. <laughs> It's been so much Disney Plus. Anyway, anyway back to talk prime. about the boys. Talk about the boys. <laughs> we got a first look at Laurie Holden as Crimson Countess in season three of The Boys. Effectively, she is a parody of the Scarlet Witch, but she's just one of the new characters we'll meet. There's also Sean Patrick Flannery as Supersonic, Nick Welshler as Gunpowder, and Miles Gaston Villeneuve as Blue Hawk. Quite a few new characters we're going to get introduced to there. We've yet to see what the other characters are going to look like. But interestingly, Sean Patrick Flannery, I think this episode is the first time we've ever mentioned him. And that's when we're talking Boondock Saints 3. And here we are, mentioning him for a second time. So he seems to be having a little bit of a comeback. Well, just wait for my trivia. It's all about him. It's not, I lie, (laughs) but just imagine. Would have been amazing. Oh, wow. Honestly, I, I mean, this was pretty much a Disney Plus episode. I mean, that's the end of the TV news. And yeah, and... just <laughs> just throw in something about the boys on, on Amazon. But um, look, it, it is cool to see, you know, the idea of getting all these, like, other, these new, like, super characters and stuff like that. Obviously, they're all taking the piss on, like, established Marvel and DC characters and, and stuff like that. You know, like, we're also, you know, Jensen Ackles' Soldier Boy is on its way, you know. It's, it's going to be fun. So... I know I'm, I think I'm the bigger boy fan than, than you are, but uh, you're still into it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. And again, all those years ago, I read all the trades and it took me a while to finish season two, but I do, I do like it. I don't know. It just takes me a while to finish it. <laughs> now, nah, fair enough. All right, well, that's it for um, a whole lot of Disney Plus Day news, um, a few other just Disney Plus stories in general, um, just talking disney as a whole and some other extra things um and the end of tv news there so let's get into our recommends what do you have for us i'm going to recommend a comedy from 2011 it's a show called lives too short are you familiar i can't say i am but doing the quick math that's a 10 year old movie you're recommending then very cool very cool tv series oh tv series sorry yes In this mockumentary series created by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, Warwick Davis stars as a fictionalised version of himself whose career is in a downward spiral. Now, if like you, people go and watch that three three minutes of footage from what I spoke about earlier from the Willow TV series, you'll get what I'm talking about with Warwick Davis. And if you want to see more of that, this show is the place to go. They had big cameos. We got to see Johnny Depp, Steve Carell. It is a really funny show. And again, is playing a fictionalized version of himself. But he's great. And he is so funny. So if you want to see more Warwick Davis, and not him as a goblin or whatever in Harry Potter or any of those things, and you want to see... Warwick Davis looking like a real person. Life's too <laughs> short. 
If you want to see Warwick Davis, but not as a goblin, <laughs> check out his show. You know what I'm talking about, whether he's a, I don't know, a Neewok or whatever, but this, yeah, check out it actually three-minute footage from the Willow That'll give you a tease. That's right. This actually, then, that actually sounds like out. a pretty pretty interesting, cool show. Uh, what was it called again? Life's Too Short. Life's Too... Oh, I get it. So in the UK, <laughs> it was... It was BBC, just like The Office and Extras, the other Ricky Gervais shows. In the US, maybe here in... Oh, yeah, in the US, definitely. They got it on HBO. But it is it's fantastic. It is a very good show. I did have a quick look to see where it was streaming because I have seen it over the years places, but I think the only place we have access to here is iTunes. But it's, oh. it's a great show. It really oh, is... A great show. Life's too short. All right. Look, what I'm doing. What I'm doing this this time around. As you know, I uh, also mentioned earlier, and we did our review of No Time to Die. I spent the last five days, pretty much, watching back to back the Daniel Craig Bond movies, and it just got me thinking. My favorite Bond film of all time, one of the classics, the 1964 Goldfinger. I feel like here's just an opportunity for me to talk about my favourite Bond film, which is Goldfinger. Um, we've got Sean Connery as Bond. We've got um, Gert Frobe as Auric Goldfinger. Honor Blackman is the Bond girl Pussy Galore. We've got Shirley Eaton as the iconic Bond girl, Jill Masterson. Um, this is the early days, the third Bond film um, from the Eon production ones. Anyway, we've got Bond investigating gold smuggling by gold magnate Auric Goldfinger and eventually uncovering Goldfinger's plan to uh, contaminate the United States bullion uh, depository at Fort Knox. This has all my favourite stuff. The stuff with Fort Knox at the end of the movie. Uh, like, there's just so much in this that is just pure, pure Bondness. Odd job. Um, who else is in there? There's... I mean, you've seen you've seen Goldfinger, right? You've seen all the Bonds, yeah. All of them, yeah. But it's I mean, it's been so long since I watched the Connery films. Honestly, never in a million years would I have guessed this is your recommend. It's I a mean, great film. It really is. It's a classic. <laughs> the truth is, it was this or recommend all eight seasons of Dexter. So, because <laughs> again, that's what I've been watching. It's finally done. We've got the new show. Maybe that new show will be a recommend in a couple of weeks when it's all said and done. But for now, I don't know. It's Bond fever season right now. And I was like, let's let's just throw in a recommend of my favourite Bond film, which is, yeah, Goldfinger. It it's is a strong recommend. Yeah, strong recommend. While we're just throwing out what we almost picked, though, I almost picked Star Trek <laughs> Prodigy. Clearly, I feel like I you almost picked that. Enchanted. Enchanted. I forgot what it was called. Yeah. But I was going to say, I mean, it's not my recommend, but, well, saying that, check it out, people. My my thing <laughs> with Star Trek Prodigy, when it was first announced, like, this is, you know, it's animated Star Trek. We've had it first with Star Trek Lower Decks. I feel um, like you can't actually I'm do not, a second no, no, recommend. No, no, listen, listen, this is not a recommend. I'm recommending Life's Too Short, Warwick Davis. <laughs> but what I just want to point out, if people haven't checked out Prodigy. Like I was pleasantly surprised. I thought with this being a Nickelodeon animated series that they were really skewing younger. It's, I mean, it's 
they are they are going younger what they than what they would typically do with Star Trek. But this is more like it's PG. But I thought it was going to be a kiddified show, and it's not. It's darker than I thought it was going to be. So, oh, so if you're a Star Trek it. fan and you're on the fence or you weren't going to watch it because it was a kid show, there's a few things to like. You've got Kate Mulgrew back as Janeway. And honestly, in episode two, there's some action and she's doing it and they use the Voyager theme. Anyway, there's things to enjoy in Prodigy, but not my official recommend. All right. So <laughs> I got some trivia for you. And I figured, look, it's very rare that we do mention, I mean, it was How I Met Your Father that we mentioned, but I figured close enough, How I Met Your Mother. We never really talk about that show, um, but I'm a big fan. So I figured I'll take this opportunity to talk about a few things. Um, people might know this, but I figure if you don't, you know, the, the kids that Ted is telling his story to, uh, played by Lindsay Fonseca and David Henry, um, their scenes as his future kids um, were film during the first season pretty much in their entirety uh to stop them from aging oh wow the show so they just kept reusing them um they this also includes a scene for the show's eventual final episode which was filmed early in the second season so if you have watched the show and you see sort of the final moments of the of the show um they filmed that with those kids yeah just in a second year of production. So it was all that's said and some, done. And then they had to, that's some forward they had planning. to sign, they had to sign some waivers regarding, um, you know, non-disclosure stuff. And obviously if they did leak or talk about what, how the show was going to end, they were going to be in big, big trouble. So you know, how many seasons did they make? They made nine. Ooh. I've seen the first three. Oh, it because I mean the show it, it evolves, and I think that's that one of the issues. You know, a lot of people have like you know it's a very divisive finale, and I've come to good terms with it. I'm like I accept it, but I think the fact is like they created this ending at the start of the show, and they stuck to it as they made the show. You know, characters evolved. I guess the writing evolved and changed, but then they had to kind of revert back to that original ending that they planned, even if it didn't quite fit what the natural progression of these characters and, you know, because things sort of happen. Right. You know, so you know I, what I mean? Like I was praising them for their forward planning, but they backed themselves into a corner, I guess. I suppose, but I mean, it still works. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with how that show ended. It was, it was good. And I feel like, you know, everyone, we always thought as the show came about, it was like, it was always about, or oh, how did you meet, you know, that one person? That you're meant to be with and stuff, but it was actually raising a different question. I won't tell you what it is because it kind of yeah. I mean, I don't even I don't know how it ends. I watched those first few seasons and really enjoyed them, but I didn't watch them as they were airing. I was working in a DVD shop at the time, and right. I was just watching them whilst I worked there. And when I left, I stopped. Watching it. it was one of the rare shows where, well, at least back in the day, anyway, where it was like I was watching week by week as they as they aired on, on TV, like I was, I I was checking it. them out. I liked it. You know, yeah, isn't, it, isn't it on Disney Plus? 100%. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you, you've mentioned that How I Much mean, Your Father at, will be on. At, at this point, they should send money, I think. 
the, almost the majority of this episode has been a big Disney Plus plug. Oh, it certainly wasn't the intent, but wow, the news kept coming. Mm. The more they report, the more we talk about it. Nature of the show. That's it. That is it. And that is it for our movie show. So please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstudiopodcast.com. And if you missed it, we recently reviewed No Time to Die. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of Red Notice. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Film Studio. See you soon.